Welcome to the next episode of Tech Bets the Podcast. Tonight we're talking to Jim Perkins, who is currently training on the Caps Lock course. He's a veteran and he is here to tell us about his journey so far. Welcome, Jim. Hi, Meredith. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you um, for jumping on uh, this interview this evening. And it sounds like you've had a very busy day. Tell me what you've been up to today. Uh, so today um, I'm on the Caps Lock course. I am three quarters of the way through, so we've only got four weeks remaining on the 16-week uh, course. Uh, today I was put aside to go and complete the ISO 27001 uh, accredited practitioner exam. And uh, we have covered a lot of the salient points uh, throughout the course leading up to now. And now today we've actually gone and done the exam and passed it. So it's an externally accredited exam from the British Standards Institute, the BSI. And uh, yeah, so that's a very big tick in the box. That's fantastic news. And what percentage do you have to get to pass? Is it is there something that you've got to hit? Yeah, so it's 30 questions. Uh, you have an hour to do it. It's two minutes a question and it's 70% pass mark. Wowzer. Did you feel under pressure or did you feel well prepared? I felt a bit of both, actually. I felt as though I knew quite a lot of the stuff already. Um, there's, there's a four-hour training, a video training system that BSI give you for that. So we did that this morning, took plenty of notes, and it's an open book exam as well, so that takes a lot of pressure off as well. But um, some of the questions are worded in a very interesting way. The vernacular they use is somewhat iffy, and you have to actually think about the question, what answer you want to give. Um, so, yeah, and then you've got pressure as well. You see the time was ticking down as you're going on, like, oh, hold on a minute. You're trying to work out, you've got two minutes per question on this one, so I can get ahead of the game. And then you hit one, you go, Oh, no, I've just lost five minutes to that one. I do. So, but overall, it was really good. Good news. So when's your next exam? You mentioned that you're, um, I mean, you're over halfway through the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got um Certificate of Cloud Security Knowledge coming up soon, and then that'll be in the next two weeks. And then we have something called CISMP, Certificate of Information Security Management Principles. That's in the last week. And then there's CompTIA Security Plus, and that'll be getting done after the course in your own time. You have a year available to do it. But by being on the Caps Lock course, you get to have all four of those exams paid for you, and you get two attempts. And should you not pass the first two, you have to pay for your third attempt yourself. That's brilliant. And is that through TechBets? Yeah, so um, when I started looking at tech vets i wasn't sure what i wanted to do i got in touch with colin and rachel uh and they were brilliant because they said right okay well this is the sort of thing you need to look into if you want to go down this avenue uh my experience is as an intelligence analyst so trying to find the problem and trying to find the answer and digging being quite investigatory is quite um and it's sort of my forte really over the years i really enjoy doing it so that's why cyber really strongly appealed to me that or threat intelligence and um, someone said, have you looked at the Capslock course? I said, no, no idea with that. So it's boot camp. All oh, right, okay, 16 weeks, uh, five hours a day, Monday to Friday. And you have to be able to attend and do the whole lot, and then you can get on it. I said, oh, okay, great. So I investigated. It was definitely the best one out of all the boot camps that I looked at. And, um, yeah, it was highly regarded as well. So when, you, when I spoke to some people on LinkedIn, when I started looking for a new job, uh, they thought of it quite highly from the cyber domain. Uh, they'd employed some people who had come off the course. I thought, okay, right, that sells it for me. Uh, and unfortunately, when I started looking into it, there weren't any more funded places. But 
through the Department for Education, there's actually a way to be able to go and do it. You've lived in the UK for two years, right to work in the United Kingdom, and you're going to take a job in the sector you're training for, the government will pay for the training for you. That's brilliant. How yeah, exactly. did you feel about that? Um, I just did uh, some web searches that's all I wasn't particularly looking for that in you know directly but I found it and I started investigating I thought oh, okay hold on a minute well I, I fit all those and I got in touch with them and they said of course you can yeah don't worry about it it's all you definitely want to go into cyber I'm like yes uh, yeah you fit the bill then oh, oh fantastic thank you um, but there is now another funded course or funded places on one of the courses coming up through tech vets as well because I saw that um James uh, was looking for people who would want to be willing to volunteer for it. And I was, I was like, I've already put the word out to people that I know. So hopefully some people are going for it that way. Yeah, it, that's just brilliant news. And when you finish the course, what does employment look like for you? Do you have a guaranteed job or do you have to go back and look? Right. OK, so um, you don't have a guaranteed job. However, the interesting thing about the Caps Lock course is that they have a lot of career mentors. They actually have a specific team for doing that. And they will, there's a whole syllabus as part of the overall course with regards to best way of writing a CV, um, how to highlight your skills, how to do interviewing techniques, um, salary negotiation, package negotiation, and then also um, other aspects of getting into the employment area and what the actual tech industry looks like and how to sort of best highlight your skills and go forward with that. So that was really helpful. Um, I put myself out to a lot of recruiters um, and I put my CV on a few CV libraries as well, but also very thankfully the job that I've been offered and subsequently accepted um, came up on the Tech Vets job board. So I was really grateful for that. So where will you be starting or where, where will you be working? So it's a place called AMR Cybersecurity. Um, I had a interview with the head of cyber, Martin. Um, gosh, it must have been about five weeks ago now. And it was very, um, it was very interesting. Mine. It only took half an hour. Um, and there's only one interview as well. So it was meant to be 45 minutes. We were meant to have two. And um, we got cut short and did the interview as best we could within half an hour. And he said, get back in touch with me. And then later on that evening, he emailed me and said, I'd really like to offer you a position. I said, Oh, fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. And then the following Monday went, okay, I'm in. Yeah, I'll have it. So, uh, yeah. That's wow. That's brilliant news. What was I, know. The, I mean, half an hour for an interview. What, what did you get asked? Um, what my experience was, what my background, why I wanted to get into cyber, uh, what qualifications I have and would have. Um, so my experience is mostly intelligence, imagery intelligence, um, management as well, training. So I was an instructor for a few years. Um, I've also worked with people who have worked in cyber. I've been in charge of teams that run that sort of thing as well. Um, so I've been on the periphery of cyber for quite a while, but all the intelligence analysts sort of stuff. And then having a developed vetting, so DV helps seal the deal for that one because the, the post was DV associated. So they were looking for someone who had either had or could get a DV. And, uh, yeah, I ticked all the boxes. They, you must have been the unicorn they were looking for. I know. That wasn't my first interview, though. I had about 10 interviews what, with different companies up to that point. Um, so I hit the ground running, really, because some people on the course start 
interviews early and some people will wait until they complete the course and then begin try and move on from that um because they're trying to balance uh, because of the hours the, the course is actually really nicely condensed for people who have you know um lives going on really so children families other jobs other commitments going on outside of it as well so a lot of them have a lot going on in their life whilst they're on the course they don't really have the capacity to be able to go on and look for jobs as well at the same time so hence why people wait until the very end i thought well i haven't got as many concerns as most people with that so i thought i'll just go straight into it both feet I, week three i started looking my goodness i guess i mean how did those interviews go if you did 10 before you kind of got this one were they positive experiences learning experiences definitely um so i know what i've had from interviews i've had three job offers and the rest i was politely declined in all <laughs> of them though i asked for feedback and um, i got it which is wonderful and I've got to be very cognizant from the beginning of doing all this that I've been in the military since I was 19. I'm 36 now, nearly 37. So that's 17 years, nearly 18 done. It's the only job I've really had as an adult. Therefore, I am institutionalized in many respects. So I'm entering a brand new wide world of where everything's completely different in some respects. But there's a lot of transferable skills as well. So the advice on my CV writing, what I need to emphasize, um, interviewing techniques as well, how to come across, what sort of questions you want to ask at the end as well. Um, not just the standard one of how many days off do I get, what are my working hours? <laughs> you know, it's more of a case of what's the course of the industry like? What's your five-year plan really? How are you going to make it happen? Have there been any major, you know, you can look on LinkedIn as well and check your, you've had a lot of hires recently. It's also, why are you hiring so many people all of a sudden? What's the growth factor going in there? Or have you had a lot of people leave, you know, read between the lines on that one so it's it's about doing a little bit of research from them whilst they're doing research from you as well and then as well if they say no then maybe you were a good fit for them maybe they weren't a good fit for you as well what kind of constructive feedback did you get because i think some people are quite scared to ask for that because you don't always want to know what the opinion is no you don't do you no i, I completely um, empathize with people who go down that road because it's just it can be quite raw because you become, in many respects in the military, you get very comfortable in what you're doing and when you're doing it, and you become quite, I don't know, well-regarded for being good at what you do with your skill set, and it's very niche in some respects. Um, and then if anything changes and rocks the boat, you don't really want to, you don't want to get out of your comfort zone, you don't want to get out of that little bubble. Um, it did feel a little bit daunting, but really overall I'm trying to sell myself and it feels different because you're always trying to play yourself down a lot because you don't want to come across as being quite a bit necky or having a large ego. But you're not, though, really, because it's a business sort of transactional sort of uh, approach and you need to get the best that's for you and what that gives you. So, therefore, you know, I've got a family to look after and I need to do the best I can right now to get fun for them as well. So that was my reasoning. Uh and thankfully, everyone that I asked for feedback gave it and was really open about it as well, you know. So they told me the good bits and the bits that I could work on as well. So such as trying to anticipate questions before you have them in an interview. So there's loads of advice out there. Um, LinkedIn's a great treasure trove of it. There's plenty of people 
on tech vets as well. And there's even page on the Discord that tell you about interviewing techniques and questions that might be asked. Specific ones given the role that you're going to apply for as well. So if you're going for like um, security operations centers analyst, then you can look at some of the things that have been asked there and ways to change it. Methods of answer as well, like the STAR method, um, which is you know, what was the situation? What did you do about it? What was the impact overall? You know, so tell a little story really with your answers as best you can and then practice. So I was quite lucky. I've got some friends uh, who were quite willing to sit there and pretend to have interview questions for me and throw me a few curveballs in there, see how I did. That's really good advice, I think, practicing with friends because at least it's a safe environment then and also you can have a bit of banter while you're doing it. So I think that's, yeah. a, that's a really good tip. When... Um, how did you get to the point of, I know you, you've mentioned you, you worked in intelligence um, analysis previously. What was your role in the military? So I... Sorry, what I did your career look like? <laughs> that's perfectly fine. No, uh, so I joined in 2005 at 19 and I was a chef unqualified and I did that for five years. Um, and after two years, I realised I really didn't like it. The thing that was holding me back is that I was somewhat... Uh, disenfranchised and lazy at school, so I didn't have a master GCC. Probably went and sorted that out uh, whilst I was serving. And then I heard there was an opening for intelligence analyst. And I was like, okay, so I applied for it, went and completed the phase two, and then went and focused on imagery. I did that for a few years in Norfolk, Marum. Um, moving on from there, I went and did some work with radar, um, providing J2 to them, so being their intelligence analyst and briefing them about upcoming threats and things like, you know, what was going on in the world and even uh, um, following that, I'm not sure what did I do. I went to be an instructor for two and a half years, uh, teaching phase two. That was a lot of fun, very interesting. Uh, a lot of work, a lot of long hours, but yeah, very interesting. And then later on there, I went to um, work on Reaper for a couple of years. And then whilst I was there, I genuinely enjoyed it so much. I thought, I really want to stay here. When you know that square peg, square hole moment, you're like, yeah, I definitely want to stay here for as long as I can. So I applied for my commission and I applied for pilot or weapon systems officer. And they selected me for pilot. So I passed pilot. Okay. Went on the training course. Well, went, went to Cranmore first, completed it, got my commission, then went on to fly training. Followed through on that. And I got to about two thirds the conversion training on type. And then I hit my capacity. I just couldn't complete anymore. And it was just very, very difficult for me to progress any further. So if I've been given more time on the course, maybe I would have done better, but that's it. You know, then it's a break. So I completely hold my hand up in that. It just wasn't for me. So I got withdrawn off the course and then I returned back to the UK. And then I worked as an intelligence officer for a few months. And now I'm at the point where I'm actually, I'm looking forward to the future. Go, right, I've had a really great opportunity the last few years and I really enjoyed it and I'm glad I've done it. But at the same time, look at it, trying to look at it holistically and go, right, what's the best choice for me? And I'm like, right, cybersecurity. I was like, that's something I'm really genuinely interested and excited about doing. So that's what I'm pressing forward for now. Brilliant. What what brought you into tech vets? What you, when, I mean, how long was the... Um transition for you did you sign off knowing that you wanted to go into cybersecurity, or did you sign off without a plan and then discover cybersecurity? security uh, bit of both in a way 
Yeah, so I'm in my final few months now, and um, I kind of semi-made the decision before Christmas, and following Christmas, like 2022, moving to 2023, that kind of sealed it for me, and then I've got the um, place and caps lock, I was like, right, I'm in now, let's go for it. So that was about it, really. So I was, I was kind of half there and half not in a respect, and then something came up and an opportunity presented itself. It's like, okay, yeah, I want to go for it now. And it wasn't just a knee-jerk. It was quite a well-reasoned one. I had a few months to think about it, and uh, I got quite a bit of perspective from it as well. So, yeah, that was, yeah. it was a difficult decision, and I, cannot, I can see why a lot of people are reticent to sign off because you you are very comfortable in the military. You know, you've got a regular wage. You've got a lot of things looked after for you. You lose your choice of moving around quite, you know, by moving around a lot. So you don't really necessarily get to choose where you live. But if you like the job, then it suits you. Why not? But um, I've got family. I've been my wife for 15 years now. And out of that, we spent half of our marriage apart. So I'm like, right, I've had my few years of doing the commissioning thing. Didn't really work out as well as I wanted it to. I'm like, right, you know what? I want to go do something else now. And then we can... I can stay at home and I'll be the mister and she'll continue with her career and I'll have my own career. How did she feel about you making the decision to sign off? Because I guess it's quite a daunting step to take when it's just yourself making the decision. But I think for a forces partner who it's very much their life as well. How, how did she respond when you said you, you might think about leaving? Um, she was quite, she just listened really. That was the first thing. She just listened. And she said, why? What's going to make you happy? Will this be it? Will this be what will do it for you? And uh, we had quite a few. It wasn't just one discussion. It was a few over the course of a couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, we both came to an agreement that it's probably the best one to go for. But, essentially, she just wants me to be happy in what I do. Because then if I'm happy, then, by extension, she and the rest of our family are happy as well. And same goes as well for... You know, my wife is currently happy with what she's doing. However, she knows in five years that that might well change. So then she'll look at moving on and changing stuff as well. Maybe she could retrain as well in cybersecurity through tech vets and join you. I don't know. I don't know. She's very hell-bent on being a forensic analyst. She really, she very much really enjoys the murder mysteries and like watching forensic pathology programs. So she's really interested in that as well. So like, I wouldn't take that dream away from her and I've, nor should I either, you know, she's going to be happy, that's the main thing. Well, you don't know, forensics in cyber is a huge growth area. I know, yeah, maybe, you know, give it a couple of years, see if she sees something that I'm doing, she finds it interesting, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Did you, have you ever had the fear since signing off of or regret of thinking, oh my God, what, what am I getting into? Or do you feel pretty kind of okay with the future? I think maybe once a week I'll have that feeling. Once a week. I'll be, I'll be doing something innocuous, like making a coffee or washing the dishes or something like that or walking the dog. And I'm like, oh, hold on a minute. What if? What if it doesn't work? What happens? Oh. And, um, and it's difficult to not spiral when you're doing that thing because a negative thought likes to grow legs, I found. It likes to keep going further and further. Um, so... I like to just see it through to its full extension and go, right, okay, well, what would happen if this were to go pear-shaped? What if the worst did happen? And then come up with some contingencies for yourself, really. 
Um, I know it's very different to what the vast majority of people do. I mean, I've heard of people who were chefs, who were dancers, not in the military, obviously, but, you know, people who've worked with all sorts of different backgrounds who have gone into cybersecurity and actually made it very good for themselves. Like, okay, well, it's just more of a, a mindset, not a background, really. Um, so you could have I've known infantiers who have gone into cyber as well and been really successful. Drivers, um, even, you know, people like myself, you know, who are trying to be pilots or other sort of avenues as well. So it can be done. Uh, and doing a boot camp was really helpful because I'm surrounded with other people who are changing careers as well. So we're all reaffirming each other in that respect. If I was doing it completely on my own and just going to get the courses through CCP, for example, on my resettlement, I would be concerned because then I wouldn't know as much about the industry as I do now. Um, thanks to the tutors and other people I've spoken to. So definitely it's very understandable why people are feeling reticent to do it. I would say investigate as much as you can before you start. Talk to people by all means. The tech vets community was great because there's loads of people on there. I could just directly message them on Discord, ask them just any old question. They're quite happy to give me a straight answer, which is wonderful. And um, yeah, there's, there's just so much choice out there as well. You don't really have to be really super technically minded I've found so far you should be able to have to think logically and um, be persistent persistent really that's the main thing have you got many friends who are still serving who you're still in touch with and do you when you talk to them how do they how do they respond to your new journey or your new career uh yeah so I've got yeah so quite a few friends I'm talking to uh regularly and um yeah, they're all quite supportive, really. They're all, you know, it's like a bit, you know, so, oh, it's a bit of a shame you're leaving, you know, it'd be really nice to keep you in and like, do this, you know, like, yeah, it would, but, you know, you, you can't spend all your time together and you're not guaranteed to see, but you, you spend long periods of time not seeing your friends and then you'll bring into to each other at a random point in the future. Um, yeah, and they're all, there's always that little bit of concern when people sort of go, oh, I'm going to leave. You think, oh, you're just leaving is a bit of an e-joker. You just had enough of something like that. It's like, no, actually, I'm leaving because I found something I really want to do. I'm like, oh, great. That's wonderful. What do you, you know, talk about it? And then a few of them have gone, you know what? I've always thought about doing that as well. So, well, you know, it's it's timing as well. You know, it works very well for me in my life right now. Um, there's plenty of people that have lots of commitments that they want to hold on to, you know, such as mortgages, um, people that need to pay for and support, and I'm in a very comfortable position where I can move sideways in this respect right now. So, yeah, it's um, overall been very supportive. Do you think you've um, poached anyone over to cybersecurity or do you think they're waiting to see, to use you as a guinea pig and see how you get on? <clears throat> I don't think I've necessarily poached anyone, wouldn't anyone over right now. Um, there's a few people who have definitely shown a lot of interest and uh, they said they've always considered it. There's a few guys I know who completed the um, the distance learning course, uh, the degree, cybersecurity degree with Staffs Uni. That was getting offered for people who worked in intelligence and worked in cyber and within the military. And they've said, oh, you know what? I'm actually thinking about going and doing it, like leaving and doing it full time. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I've had people asking me all sorts of questions. I'm like, I'm far from an expert, mate. I've only been doing it for a few months. That's brilliant, though. But I mean, I think, you know, being able to share that knowledge, whatever whatever stage of the journey you're at, is so important because, you know, hopefully in 
a year, two years, you know, you can jump on Discord and be that voice of authority for other people like you who are who are coming through the system. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's um yeah, uh, I just I always remember so when I was an instructor, I always remember what it felt like when I was in the trainee shoes, you know, because you, you can never know for certain because you're not a mind reader and everyone's situation is very different. But I remember how daunting it was because I knew absolutely nothing about the military whatsoever. I was essentially a nervous wreck for the first year after I joined up because I just didn't know what was up or down or anything like that. I just tried my best to try and keep up with everyone else. And um, it's just nice to have someone who's in a position that knows a bit more than you, who's, who's in where you want to be a few years further down the line, who's quite content just to give you a hand and give you a talk to answer your questions or, you know, just listen to your whinge sometimes. Did you find with any of the interviews that you went for, there was ex-service people interviewing you? Yeah, I've had two. Uh, one was with Crest, which is a um, exam governing body. And the gentleman who interviewed me was ex-Navy warfare officer. And then I went with another one of ex-Blio, actually. And the gentleman there was ex-Yeomanry of Signals. How did you find um, employers responded to you as a veteran? Did you feel like they were interested or did that not really come into the interview process? Uh, we, we discussed what I'd done previously, what my background was, and I tried to put it into a more civilian set of vocabulary. And I explained from the outset, you know, X-Forces, and I've done stuff over the years and tried to explain it and put it into a way that they hopefully would understand better um, because there's a lot of jargon in what we do. Um, but yeah, most of them were interested, actually. They, they wanted to know a little bit more about it and just it was the takeaway and the transferable stuff. So, you know, what size team were you in charge of? What was the outcome of this? Um, can you quantify that? Can you put a percentage or a number on that for me, please? But yeah, okay, no problem whatsoever. And like, um, yeah, that was right. And what impact did you have? So that was really the, that was a struggling bit, but overall it was really nice, really positive. Do you feel like it might have, your military experience gave you an edge over your kind of purely civilian counterparts? I think you're exposed to a lot of things uh, just by the sheer point of being in the military that a lot of people aren't. So you've already taken the opportunity and gone, moved away from home. You've joined an industry that most people will never, ever enter. Um, it's almost like shrouding a bit of military and that uh, mystery. And then when you do actually get in, he's like, oh, it's not that different really, is it? In the grand scheme. Oh, I get this, yeah. Um, you learn to cope for yourself. You learn to look after yourself. Um, timekeeping, work ethic is definitely, definitely there. Um, understanding what your role is, all these skills. And you just take for granted because everyone else around you does them. And I'm not saying that the civilian workplace is much different, but I'd say that it's definitely appreciated that, the work ethic, the team effort, just the, the mindset of wanting to get the task completed. Because um, a lot of the time in the interviews, I said, if I move you from one project to another, will that bother you? I'm like, oh, of course it won't. Why would it? I'd, that'd be great. I get to learn more about stuff. Uh, oh, right. That's good. Because some people get a little bit difficult about that. I was like, oh, okay. I've never really had a choice. So. <laughs> that was brilliant. So, just going back to the retraining, and um, I'll, I'll let you go because I know you've got more studying to do for your next exam. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but um, what would be your um, 
your top tip for someone who's leaving the military, knows they want to go into cybersecurity, but is faced with the plethora of options within cybersecurity to go down? What would you say to them when they were looking to find their niche or where to start? Yes. Um, first thing, find out. That is definitely the first one. And you can find out from different several different places. So I've already mentioned you can go on tech bets and talk to people that are there already. There's plenty of different rooms and different channels that you can look into. Um, and some of them will be daunting. You're like, what the hell is red teaming? What's pen testing? I don't know what GRC means. Um, go and investigate and find out. That's it. it. It will take you a few hours of Google searching to get everything that you need. Um, and then another one is practical uh, applications. So there's plenty of different places you can go and learn about things and actually get your hands in there and start doing things such as packet sniffing and whatnot, um, which is a term you use for when you're looking on networks. Uh, I would recommend, so TechBets do immersive labs. You can go and use them. They're good. Cyber are very good as well. Uh, those are the two main ones I use, but there's also Hack the Box. That's free. And then Try Hack Me. That's another free site as well. And just go in there and do the labs. And it's, imagine uh, the online training that you did with work in the military, but better, much, much better. It's like gamified. So there's point system and leaderboards if you want. And um, there's lots of tricky little bits in there to learn from, but you will learn quite a lot. Take copious notes as well, because everything you learn, you will have it there, but there's too much to learn and be able to retain straight away. So copious notes, you refer back to them all the time. And everything I've found so far I've learned about is from Google and different labs and people I've spoken to. So that's it. Just build a good network, have a look around, see what you want and investigate it and then start having a go at doing some things and seeing what fits and what doesn't because it's all well and good thinking pen testing sounds great oh i really want to go that try and be a proper hacker and then two labs in you go i really don't enjoy this it's like you really don't want to hang your hat on that for a career you want to have a, a bit of a try around and you're in a great position because you can try everything if you wanted to yeah that's that's very true and i think that's some really good advice for our listeners and for anyone who's been inspired by listening to you um are you happy for them to reach out on TechVets Discord just to tap you up for information and insights? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course. No problem at all. And what I'd also like to ask you is that in three or six months' time, when you've got your feet under the desk of your new job, it would be great to talk to you um, and do another interview just about the reality of finishing the Caps Lock course and putting it into practice for real. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm more than happy to. Brilliant. Okay, well, I'll let you go and uh, hit the books. I'll start revising again. But um, thank you very much for, for joining us tonight. Uh, thanks, Meredith. And for any listeners who want to find out more about cybersecurity and tech training with TechVets, just head to www.techvets.co and you can register to join there. Thank you for listening.